Peace, love, and light. Thank you for tuning in to Get Into It Radio with your girl, Divine Revelation. What up, though? So y'all already know on my show, we talk about spirituality. We talk about sex. We talk about all things elevation, especially in the Black community. And today, I am bringing you guys my good friend, Cam. And Cam is going to be talking to us about something that he is very well versed in. So I would really, 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 really love to introduce Cam to you guys. Cam is into uh, Ifa. Um, and Ifa is a Yoruba uh, practice of spirituality. And so I really want him to kind of uh, give us a view of what it's like to be a part of Ifa. What is Ifa and what can Ifa do for our community? Thank you so much. You know, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity, Divine. This is a great platform. Um, Divine is one of my favorite new people I've met, and she's great. Um, but um, so Ifa is um, is the ancient the ancient Yoruba kingdom um, before we were colonized and taken over. Um, Africa was not separate countries; um, there were kingdoms. So you have the Egyptian kingdom, and then you have like you know Kemet, and then you have the Yoruba land. Yoruba land consists of uh, West Africa, so that's like um, Togo, Benin, Nigeria, um, those areas over that way. Um, and so Yoruba land, uh, this is the tradition of spirituality. What Ifa is, is an oracle. Ifa is said to be the only being that was present at the time of creation who witnessed the creation and work of God. Mm. And so um, he's also the witness of faith. So when you are reincarnated when you come back, when your bloodline is sent back, Ifa is there to witness it. And he's also like the scribe of God. So everything is written. So what happens is you receive your initiation, the Babalawo calls Ifa down to speak the things that are prevalent in your life, um, your struggles, your successes, the things that you should stay away from. It's like a prescription for your life so that you can achieve and maximize this lifetime that you're in. Now, is Ifa considered a, okay, thank you, Rhino. Is Ifa considered a uh, religion? for sharing that um and one of the biggest reasons why i wanted you to share whether or not you considered it to be a religious sect is because i know a lot of people uh kind of relate that with uh catholicism um as a level of catholicism now the reason i spend so much time the reason i spend so much time talking about um some of these things is because i feel like there is 
a thin line between spirituality and religion. And I feel like that it can be connected. You know, it can be intercept. It can all be the same thing. Um, but I think spirituality allows you to be more free in who you are and be able to use the tools that we have been given to us to be free. And so um, that's why I wanted you to really talk about that. Now, before we get deeper, I really want to get into your name, because before we started the live, I asked you what your name meant and you told me. So your name is uh, Now, I tried. Did I get it right? <laughs> so can you tell everybody what that means? Wow, thank you. So how long have you been um, practicing Ifa? This is going on, uh, September will be. Yep, I'm here. Oh, September is going to be the start of my third year. Third year, wow. All right, so let's talk about some of the main beliefs in the Ifa system. Um, number one, we believe is something called Iwa Toilet. Iwakwele is character. So um, all good things, all things that are for you comes out of character, all of your blessings. Um, so that's number one, integrity. So that's like, who are you behind closed doors? You know, um, the person that you are um, uh, when no one's around, that's one thing. The second thing is um, never initiating harm against anybody. Um, also, um, with EY Toilet and character comes being gentle. Um, one thing is called being uh, good and gentle. Not necessarily nice, but gentle um, and understanding um, of other people. One of the other things we believe in is uh, we have something called the 16 Truths of Ifa. Um, I'm not going to go through all 16, but the 16 Truths of Ifa is like a code that we go by. Um, we also believe in the 12 universal laws, you know, law of attraction, karma, and things like that. Um, but one of the biggest and most powerful beliefs that I love about Ifa is that there is nothing that cannot be altered or predicted, mm. uh, except for the day of death. But in my case, Ifa, which is the oracle, can foresee that. And so the Babalawo, the one who divines, can um, give you a prescription to pro prolong it. So literally, um, right before I got my hand to be five, I was going through a bunch of kidney problems. I was going through intestinal, gastrointestinal issues. Um, I was like, stopped breathing at night. When I would go to sleep, I got my hand to eat five. And as I'm starting to complete my medicine, um, I'm starting to um, feel a lot better every day. 
Wow. Wow. That's super deep, super deep, super powerful. Um, and I say that because I have also been initiated into Ifa. Um, and amongst me being initiated into Ifa, um, I had almost lost my life three times since the age of 22. Um, when I met up with my Babalawa, he had no idea. Like, I didn't tell him, you know, but he, you know, he gave me a reading and he let me know what was going on. Um, he let me know that there was some ancestry things that I needed to heal from my, my lineage. And, you know, there were things that, you know, the generations before me um, had not touched because the generations before me, um, they were all converted into Christianity. And if you guys know anything about Christianity, Christianity has a very specific part in the Bible that says that all things spirituality are a negative thing. And so, um, you know, our, our family went through ages and ages of not being in any form of spirituality unless it was Christianity. Um, I mean, I've had my grandparents be, um, I mean, they were they were into some stuff back in the day. You know, I ain't even gonna go all the way there. Um, but I say that to say that um, African spirituality has been the thing that has made me feel the most whole, that has made me feel the most complete, that has made me feel the most accepted, you know, and not like I'm so, you know, crazy. Um, you know, when my when my Babalawa told me, yo, you need to, you can't be outside at 12 noon. You got to be in the house at 1158 and then you can come back outside at 1201, you know, and there's a whole story behind that that I won't share with you guys. Um, but again, I feel like, you know, it gave me the key to kind of maneuver through life, right? Um, what, I, what I found very um, interesting about you, Cam, is that I didn't know that you played instruments. And I find that interesting because that's like one of the, besides math, music is like one of the languages of the universe. You know what I'm saying? We speak a language that the universe is confused by. The universe doesn't go by the words that we say. It goes by what we're feeling on our insides. It goes by our thoughts and what we manifest in our mind. Your um, yes, your wavelength. So can you talk? Yeah, tell the people about um, what it means to be cleansed, right? Because you got to go through all these different cleansings when you get an E5. You can't come in there dirty. You got to cleanse from sex. You got to cleanse from the type of food that you eat. Um, I spend months and months um, celibate, months and months. Um, you know, so there there are certain things that we we I'm not gonna say are forbidden to do, but if you wanna you know manifest and be clean, there's certain things that you gotta do. So go ahead, Cam. Um, it, it cleans all that up. 
Um, so now um, I had abandonment issues. So now I don't feel the need to uh, get upset when I'm not invited places because I've healed from that. Right. And it's like, uh, if I, it's, a, it's a more difficult life because of the fact that you have to put in a lot, a lot of emotional work. Like, Ifa is not magic, but it is magical. So you have to just like um, in Christianity it says faith faith without works is dead. That's how Ifa is. They're gonna tell you the medicine. They're gonna give you the prescription. You have to do the work. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sorry about that. I had to mute you, Mimi. We're recording right now. Um, so yes, I really loved how you said that. That was super important because another thing that I really appreciate about spirituality rather than uh, religion is that spirituality makes you hold yourself accountable. You can't blame the devil. You can't beg God. You just have to do the right thing or you suffer the consequences. And I don't mean right thing by, you know, what the Bible says is right. I mean, right thing by what your gut tells you, what your gut tells you is right or wrong. Um, and that's like, you know, the deity out there with Eshu, that's all that, that's exactly what he's about. When you come up to a, every time, okay, when you make a decision to do something, you're at a crossroads, you know you can do something that you've done before, you can do something that you've been advised to do, or you can do something completely left and right. But making those decisions, making the proper decisions out of good character is what will always lead you to your blessings. So it's like, even if I got $5,000 and I want to go, if I says you're not supposed to drink, then, and it says, well, I got $5,000, I can't have me one drink. If I says don't drink, you see what I'm saying? So your character is going to tell you not to. And so that's going to, you don't never know. And that's the thing I love about if I too, is they can say, like you were saying, don't go outside at 12 o'clock. You know, I know people that they can't, between 8 and 12, they have to be in the house. And you never know what that's doing for your life. Right, right, absolutely. Um, and again, you know, a lot of the things that I like to talk about, too, is when it comes to the Orisha. Because a lot of people are very fond with Orisha. They want to worship and praise the Orisha, but they don't understand that the Orisha... Uh, I'm not going to say that they shouldn't be praised, that they shouldn't be worshipped, but they live in, within us. The Orisha have names. The, the, they are named and they were named this way to hide what we were practicing from people that were trying to get us to convert to Christianity and all these other different things. Right. But every Orisha governs a certain amount and a certain organ. And those organs are important because you harbor certain emotions in those organs and so when it comes to the orisha and you getting information from ifa when they're pulling that information down for you it's not to um tell you what to do it's to give you um a little bit of guidance you know if you do what i'm asking you to do you will get a good result if you don't do you might get a bad result Today is about that. It's like, you know, people always like, oh, well, I'm an old so I'm supposed to be this, I'm supposed to be that. When you have a primary Orisha that's in your life, it's not for um, the purposes of you're supposed to be like this Orisha. You're supposed to use that energy to help you heal. So it's like people like the girls, they get flirty. Oh, I'm an Oshun, I'm an Oshun. Like, that doesn't mean that you need to be 
flirty, that means that you're supposed to utilize the energy of Oshun to help you walk through this life. Absolutely. Just because I'm at SU doesn't mean I'm supposed to drink and smoke and, and do stuff that SU does. That means that SU is needed in this lifetime for me to be successful. Also, on what you said, a lot of people too, oh, I was talking to Oshun. I was talking to Papa Legba. You are not talking to Oshun. Right. Unless you are initiated, if you are, like, people mix up and don't understand that Ifa is the root of the Orisha. Yes. So if you're not practicing Ifa, if you have not had this Orisha placed into you, if you don't have a um, a, a special connection, see, like me and the Divine are initiated. So if I go to work with Eshu, I'm talking to Eshu because I have a contract. He knows who I am. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now you can go to SU, but it's just not the same. And so a lot of people, um, I feel like the biggest problem that I have sometimes is people don't recognize the ESPA practitioners as, as like, not to say it to be funny, but the GOAT. Like, we're the ones who are carrying on the original lineage. Absolutely. The original spirituality. All other spiritualities come out of African spirituality. Out of Ifa is the umbrella of it all. Absolutely. And so like when you have like Papa Legba, Papa Legba comes from Eshu. You get what I'm saying? Baron Sandi comes from Oya. These are the Arisha. Yes. So um you people are like, oh I'm dealing with um what's the ocean like um like Cody died at Cobra. This is the saint that they use for Oshun. Like she comes from Oshun. And so um, you have to be careful when working with the Orisha, and I'm doing this, I'm doing that, because they are life-changing energies. Life-changing, absolutely. And I like how you said people are always saying that they're talking to these Orisha. Um, A lot of people don't even understand this. Like if God was to be walking in front of half of the people in the world, they would not know. They will probably shut God down, not give him the time of day or none of that, because God doesn't talk to you in that way. Um, The Orisha don't talk to you in that way. They talk to you in a feeling. You know what I'm saying? They talk to you in a feeling. And and depending on where you're feeling this at, you know, are you feeling it in your head, in your neck, in your shoulders, in your back? That's how you know what Orisha you're dealing with. It's also letting you know if you have some kind of issue within your body um, or other people who come into your energetic field, do they have something with their body? See, the thing about me is that I'm an empath. Um, It was hard for me to understand that. A lot of us are empaths. Some of us a little bit more sensitive than others, right? Um, But the thing about that gift is that it was showing up in my life as a curse because I didn't understand it, right? Um, And so a lot, like you might be an empath if if any of this resonates with you. Um, For instance, when I would walk into a room full of people, um, you know, everybody would just look at me. They would just stare at me. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I could feel their pain. I could feel that they were going through something. Um, I mean, there were instances where I would get visualization sitting on a train with people of their night before. Um, And I would think, you know, am I tripping? Am I crazy? Am I making this stuff up? Um, Another way that it shows up is I don't connect well with people. Like in real life, I don't connect well with people because I can read through people's bullshit. Like quick. You know what I'm saying? Like as soon as somebody opened up their mouth to try to tell me a lie, my, my body just be like, nah, that motherfucker lying. You know what I'm saying? And so it has shown up in my in my life in that way. And so if that resonates with you, you might be a fucking empath and you just don't know. They didn't teach us how to harness that gift. They didn't teach us how to um, be able to protect that as well. 
Um, another thing that goes with being an empath a lot of the times is our heart is always open. You know, I might joke around a lot and be like, oh, my heart is of, of, of ice. I'm ice cold and I don't have feelings. And that's not true. It's just that I've had to learn how to build layers and layers and layers on top of layers of wall over my heart because it has been so open. You know what I'm saying? Because I am my, my heart is literally pure. You know what I'm saying? It's pure. And the thing about it is that we live in a society where not everybody has that. Not everybody has a pure heart. A lot of people are doing things um, because they want something from you, not because they care about you. You know what I'm saying? They do things because they want something from you. Um, and so we have to learn how to protect ourselves. I didn't want to say this too. The spirit wanted me to say this. Anybody that's listening or hearing this, if right you now. are interested in working with Orisha, right? If you think that you are Oshun, you think you're this, you think you're that, you need to see a Babalawo or an Iyanifa and have them divine and see um, if that is the case. Um, you can, you know, pay, you have a reading. The reading is going to come with so much more, but you need to find out from someone who is who is ordained to be able to tell you if you are that Orisha. And the reason why I say that is because you can easily mistake energies. Like, people will read a story about Oshun and think, oh, that's me, I'm an Oshun. But you may not be an Oshun. Right. You may be looking at a different face of Yemoja. Mm. And see, that's something else people don't understand is the Orisha have many different sides. So Oshun, not only, did y'all know Oshun was a warrior? Right. Did you know Oshun, is, you know what I mean? Do you know that Yemoja is a nurturer, but she's also one of the most destructive forces? Did you know Eshu will fuck your, I mean, excuse me, Eshu will get your enemy together quicker than, than somebody else, you know? So you got to check. You need to go see a bottle owl before you're walking around toting the bags of Arisha. Absolutely. You can't go around and say, oh, I'm, I'm working with Oshun, I'm working with Papa, I'm working with this. You can't do that. Um, it's blasphemous to the tradition. And you're and, and truth be told, you might be offending one of the Orisha. Um, and you don't want to offend the Orisha because, like Zavad said earlier, it's a part of your body that represents that Orisha. That each Orisha is in charge of a portion of something in your body. Also, you can find each Orisha in nature. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm not to cut you off. Yeah. Uh, you had a question down here in the comments. Uh, oh, did you find your Baba Uh Where did I find? So this is a funny story. Uh, I've, I opened three years ago. I opened my office for the first time. I started doing research, and I was looking around for. I found my way to start studying about Ifa, and I found a friend of mine um, that was from the same hometown, and he had an Ifa name on his page. And so I hit him up. I contacted the Baba I got my first reading. And that was it. He's, um, all of the Babalawos in our lineage are initiated in Africa, and we practice Ifa in the American way, because Ifa is way different in Africa. And so a lot of people think, okay, let me go to Africa to get my Ifa, and then they come back to the United States, and they're like, because it's way different. We practice Ifa in an American way. We have to practice as Americans. So that's what our lineage is. Um, my Bible I will live right in Virginia. Right in Virginia. Tell me I'm on shoot. Yeah, if, if, if Santeria practice. Santeria is not. 
Thank you, Rhino. Or if you want to find out if you truly are Oshun, only like Santeria is like hoodoo, isn't it? Yeah, because Luke and me is, is. Yeah, just just double check. Just double check. Have have someone in Ifa divine uh, about a Lawa or Enifa and see if they can tell you. Santeria is like Ifa Drew says. Okay. Now, they say, how, how do I find one? How do I find I can point you in the directions to my Babalawo. Um, I mean, I have a Babalawo I can put you in touch with. He's black. Um, we have Spanish people. We have white people. We have all kinds of people. I mean, there's two spirits. I mean, he, he, he's not judgmental. Um, oh, Padrino, yeah. Um, but I would be more than happy to put you in touch with my Babalawo, um, Tarot, if you're interested. Okay, thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, I, I love this stuff. It gets super powerful. One thing that I really love to remind people too is that um, when we're talking about these things, we're all, we're indicating the energetic body, right? This is a map of the body that doctors do not use. When doctors are treating us, they treat us on a physical plane. They never treat us on a spiritual plane. And that's why a lot of us have, have prolonged illnesses and sicknesses because they're giving us a Band-Aid for something that they need to dive a little bit deeper into. And sometimes we can free ourselves from the anguish that we're going through. Um, we just have to be brave enough to kind of like face it. Um, you know, earlier Cam had said, you know, this is not magic. It's not magic. The magical thing happens when you learn how to heal yourself and when you learn how to direct your energy elsewhere. Like earlier, we were talking about sex, right? And I was telling one of the girls, like, you know, I'm, I'm celibate. I do get horny, you know, but I'm celibate. And um, she's like, well, how do you, how do you, um, how do you make it through? I was telling her, like, I go, I'm celibate. And usually my celibacy, it only lasts nine months at a time, right? And I was telling her, like, I'm at my ninth month. And I said, usually at my ninth month, some nigga come with his fucking nappy head ass. I said, not this ninth month, sis. They, he ain't going to give me this ninth month. <laughs> I was cracking up. Um, but the way I channel my energy is, yes. Yes, I am a radio producer. Yes, I am. Um, so what happens is, you know, sometimes I find a way to please myself. If I can't find a way to please myself, I will put all of that energy into the work that I do. I was going to show y'all my office because my office is literally my celibacy queendom. Okay. I do everything in here as far as recording. I fucking do arts and crafts. I make t-shirts. I make candles. That's where I put that energy into. What you was going to say, Cam? I think that's so powerful. That, that's so powerful that you were able to like say that and there's nothing wrong with that like even when you break it down and look at christianity it's like oh masturbation is wrong it's not like it's not that's what you do with your body is on you and that's what we're talking about uh, another thing we talked about today is, is everything is accountability it's on you um if you're if, if, if you're supposed to be celibate if you're doing a celibacy thing there's nothing wrong with you taking care of your own needs um but a lot of people turn things into an unhealthy addiction yeah um yeah so it's, it's it's really um important for you to take care of yourself in a self-loving way absolutely so um yeah i mean i, I think if like i said it's, it's, it's not for everybody it is a tough life um it's tough in the aspect that you wouldn't want to do some of the things that you're not supposed to do um but it's it's, it's beautiful in, in so many ways you you gain so much ability um, 
there's a certain level of there's a certain level of protection um, that you get. And I mean, it's just it's, it's been great for me. It's been it's been difficult for times, but it's been good for me. Some of you are not tuning in. Yes, thank you. Rhino says some of you are not tuning in by accident. Pay attention. And that's a fact. Uh, I usually find that a lot of people are on a spiritual path and they haven't quite reached something because they're not getting enough. They went to church looking for the information. They're not really getting to that church. So they still looking to be fed. Um, I do not down anybody that's in a religion because I was there before and I know what it is. Uh, you know, I feel like church should be like a hospital. You should look forward to getting out of it soon. You should look forward to claiming your own power and you should be waiting for your day to, to have the full understanding of yourself. And because we have lost our spirituality, um, I feel like we have been walking around like the fucking walking dead. Excuse my language. I asked you not to swear. I can't keep, I can't keep my, my language together. But we are literally walking around like the walking dead. You know what I'm saying? There are things that we don't understand about ourselves. There are things that we constantly are fighting. Um, you know, there are things that we won't accept because we think it is a negative thing. We think it is a bad thing. And it absolutely is not. Um, again, yeah. All right, go ahead, Cam. Mommy. Um, I think I lost my little train of thought real quick. Um, well, we were we were talking about you know being lost and you know trying to fill a void. Um, yeah. Um, I, I was gonna say this too. People don't understand too. I was saying, um, like spiritual people already have a higher level of intuition and just insight. You know, um, and, and I like to say this to people, and it's not to toot our horn, but us EFI practitioners are the next level up from that. And it's like, I be, sometimes I have trouble because I pick up on things that are just so far-fetched sometimes that people be like, what? But then they'll see it when it happens. You know, so, like, really, this spiritual thing is not about doing money work and love work and hexing people. It's about you. It's supposed to be your path. You're supposed to heighten your skills. You're supposed to ask, you know, I do a lot of light work. So I don't ask my, oh, I need money. I don't ask my ancestors to bring me what's mine. You know what I mean? You yes. mean, what's here for me. Self-discovery. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely to the self-discovery. Whatever, whatever. Go ahead. You got yeah. that. Bring me, help me, help me to reveal what is seen. I mean, help me to understand what I see and help me reveal what is unseen. Uh, you know, those are, those are the type of spells, those type of prayers and stuff that I do. You know, I don't, like, keep me protected from harm, anything that will end my life early. So yeah. people be like, oh, do this, I'm going to do X, Y, Z to you. You can't because I didn't say a prayer that is, and encompassed so much. Absolutely. And you know, there's a saying that we have in E5. It's like you gotta, like you, you don't need to be scared of somebody who can hatch. You need to be scared of somebody who can pray right. Okay. Yes. That part. That part. I really love when Dro said it's about self discovery, um, because I think that a lot of people kind of get lost in in that. You know, forgetting that it's about making you better. Um, I think that a lot of people have slid into the spirituality realm because they feel like they can do this whole magic thing and they forget about making themselves whole. Because what happens is once you understand who you are, once you can fully un understand and accept who you absolutely are, then you can manifest whatever you want. 
you can get whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? Because you have a clear mind and you also have a clear heart. Um, a lot of us have a lot of hurt and pain. We've been in relationships that have screwed us. And so we're just sour and bitter on the inside due to that. And nobody teaches us how to correctly heal ourselves. Um, we want to blame our bad relationships on the person, the other person in a relationship, but nobody wants to take ownership for the half or for the part that they played in the relationship being messed up. And so when you're walking around blinded like that, um, you will never be able to fully accept your faults. You know what I'm saying? How are you? You have to walk through that stuff. And I noticed that too. I, I used to be like that. You want to believe yourself. Have. Like, literally, let me tell you, in East Five, you can't, there is no turn back. Like, there is no, oh, I don't want to do this. When your ancestors bring it to it, this is it. This is final. And so, people, like, there, I'm not going to tell you how many times I have been rolling around on the floor, bawling out, crying. I'm talking about, I didn't got so depressed about stuff, and then you just lay around in the bed, you don't do anything, and you have to work through this stuff. But, when you make that sex, it's just like if you want a nice body, you have to work out and it's going to hurt like hell. It's going to require time to sacrifice. You're not going to want to do it sometimes. Sometimes you might be sore and you still got to take care of the kids. But that's how Ifa is. It makes you stronger. And once you come through those journeys, oh man, the blessings are really there. Um, and I just urge everyone like you know, that's practicing, not necessarily to look at Ifa, but to just take time and go with that and focus on yourself. Do work for yourself. Absolutely. You know? Yes, do the work for yourself. Do the work for yourself. I can't accept anybody else up here. I don't know why it's acting like that. Hi, Kay. How you doing, baby? Um, you said something that really stuck into my mind, and I believe it was sacrifice. When you said the word sacrifice, because I don't think people understand what sacrificing is. And so when it comes to me, um, you know, a lot of people don't want probably won't grasp this, right? But um, you know, back in the day, even biblically, they used to bring a blood sacrifice to the altar, right? Um, you know, throughout time, they still do it. You know, there are some places who still do it. There are some sects that still do it, right? Um, even Ifa, there are still some blood sacrifices that happen. It doesn't have to do with, you know, human sacrifices, animal sacrifices and things of that nature. But aside from that, there are other things to sacrifice. Like my celibacy is a sacrifice. That's me. That's me um, taking away from my own personal, my own satisf satisfaction um, to give to God, right? To sit with myself, to not mix my energy. And another thing about being celibate is that you are able to clear your energetic field. The people that you lay down with, whoever you lay down with, they are taking something from you. You are giving something to them. It's an energy exchange. So a lot of the times, you know, uh, sexually, people are out here just fucking anybody, right? And you're trying to figure out, dang, excuse my language, you're trying to figure out exactly why you keep being broke. You don't understand why you're broke. It's because you messing with somebody with broke energy, but you just don't know that yet because you're so busy, intertwined and entangled in that sex life. It feels so good to you that you don't even know that you're giving up um, something that you don't want to give up. So you have to know who you're dealing with, right? When we deal with this, that's something that they don't teach us in school. They don't teach us about how to protect our energy. That's what we should be learning for our first seven years. Um, so I've learned some things too, as well from other cultures like the Chinese culture. Now in the Chinese culture, they talk about seven year cycles that we all go through, right? So the first seven years of our lives, we're at the root chakra. The next seven years of our lives, we're focused on the next chakra and so on and so forth. Now, there are more than seven chakras, but there are only seven main chakras that, you know, we use and utilize and talk about and that are really important for us to grasp 
ourselves here um, in this realm. Stop doing that, baby. Stop doing that. Um, but yes, what, what was I saying about the sacrificing? Sometimes you have to give something up in order for you to receive. You know, whether you want to understand or believe that or not, um, sometimes you have to give something up. And it sometimes people give up their hair. People sacrifice their hair. So when you see people that are in the IFA uh, religion, they are cutting off their hair and sacrificing their hair, but they're also trying to cleanse their energy. So some people just shave off all their hair because they're just like, you know what? I don't want to bring none of that back with me. Um, and so we really have to think about that. That's a wonderful point you made too. Uh, in Ifa, it's think of this too. Ifa is a rebirth, mm. so like it's a rebirth. You start back over. They want you. You know that that time when you was a kid, you had all those ambitions. When I get older, I want to be. I want to be an architect. When I get older, I'm gonna be an actor. I'm not gonna smoke. I'm not gonna drink. You wasn't thinking about sex. You wasn't thinking about uh, going to the club and wearing Jordans. See, that's what Ifa takes you back there. Um, energetically, it's a rebirth. So a lot of people do. Yeah, they shave their head um, because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a symbol to spirit that I am dedicated, that I want this, and that I'm willing to sacrifice for my spiritual greatness. Absolutely. We all have a purpose for being here. Um, and Ifa tells you that up front. See, there's no guesswork in it with Ifa. They tell you when you get your hand to Ifa why you're here, what problems, you know, all of that. Talk about how to manifest your dreams. Oh, yeah. Talk about how to manifest your dreams and aligning with your purpose. I need enlightenment. Ooh, honey. You want to take that, Cam? Go ahead. Manifesting your dreams. So, first, I mean, the first, honestly, in my definition, the way to manifest the things that you want is to first, my, the most powerful one I've learned is the law of attraction. Like, you have to first love to receive love. You first have to fix your relationship with money. So, you can't want money to go trick off. You can't want money to go club with. You got to want money. Not, I don't want money, I want wealth. Like, so that's why, like, even though I might not have uh, money sometimes, but bills is paid, I got my car, I got my apartment, my refrigerator is full, abundance. I'm abundant, I love, I do everything. Yeah, um, and, and you have to also come to terms with the fact that if certain things are not manifesting in your life, it's not for you, mm -hmm. or it may not for, be for you right now. Yes, I love, I love how you talk about that. I love that you just said that it might not be for you and it might not be for you right now. Um, you know, a lot of these topics we talked about on a panel last night and I'm keeping all of those things in my mind. Um, it was also in a panel this morning where we were talking about, um, there was a sister on there that was talking about a relationship, you know, and we were talking about relationships and I'm like, you know what? It must not be my time. It must not be your time because sometimes it's not, you know, sometimes we force ourselves into situations and it's just not for us. You know what I'm saying? It's just not for us. And our energy and everything, our ancestors, they be against that shit. So they going to fuck it up before we do. Excuse my language. Um, there's one thing. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I was just going to say this last little word. Like, Ifa, when you get into Ifa, it tells you Ifa, it's not just an alignment for what Ifa wants you to do. Ifa is that all people are, are deserving of all good things. So that's love, procreate children, marriage, all of the happiness of life. 
everyone deserves that. And that's what E5 helps you get to maximize all of that. So it's not like, let me, let me just find a wife. Let me find the wife. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not, not let me have money. Let me have all my money. Like everything I'm supposed <laughs> to have. So, right, right. You know, we all we all are supposed to have happiness, but it'll come when it's your time. Absolutely. Go ahead, Apollo. You had a question, bro? Yeah, come up, Apollo, if you want to come up. I um open up some boxes for anybody that wants to come up. Please feel free to come up. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Um, just to give you guys a quick recap about who is joining us on the show today. Um, I have uh Cam here. I want to say his name, but I'm still getting used to it. Um <laughs> Ifa Bamila. There we go. Ifa Bamila. Okay. Um, and what we're talking about today is Ifa. We're talking about spirituality. We're talking about how Ifa actually shows up in your real life. Um, and I hope that this is helping people kind of tear down um, some of the ideals and beliefs and thought patterns that people have about Ifa and what Ifa is. Um, and that's the main point of me having these conversations is because I want to demystify this, okay? Because I want our people to be able to understand what is going on when we talk about some of the things that we talk about. Um, yes, baby, give me a second. Yes. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on? Thank you, Whisper, for joining. Thank you, Mimi, for joining. Thank you, Rhino, for joining and being admin. Thank you, Mother. Um, Apollo, if you feel like you want to come up here, please, please come up here. We got about 15 more minutes and I want to cover some other, um, really important things. Um, Cam, what do you think that we, we should cover that we haven't really talked about? Cause we have talked about a lot of things in a short period of time. It's okay. Whisper, you good. Devine, can you see Apollo? Where is he? In the room? He's, on the, he's, in, he's in number four. I don't see him at all. He's speaking to you in number four. I can't see him at all on my screen. That's why I was like, where's Apollo? I don't see you at all. Um, and to my listeners, y'all don't know this. I kind of been keeping this from y'all a little bit. Uh, sometimes I'm recording and y'all be trying to figure out who I be talking to in the comments. Um, so I was going to wait a couple of episodes to kind of introduce the audience. And now I see you. To, to kind of introduce my audience to this platform called Bigo. I've been on Bigo for the past maybe five months now, um, and I've been able to network and you know talk to some really amazing people. I've also been able to actually meet some of these people as well in real life. You feel me? Um, you know, I really was debating about talking about this platform, but seeing the condition that we're in right now, you might need it. You know, you really might need it. So if any of my listeners are on right now, download Bigo. And follow my Bigo ID, which is Divine Eight. Divine Eight, y'all. All right, now Apollo, did you have any questions, or did you have anything that you wanted to add about what we've been talking about so far, based on spirituality? Uh, just more so comments and, like I said, my thoughts and even my journey. Uh, I really appreciated a lot of the points and aspects Cam uh, was making, though, uh, just about Efi. You know, that just kind of takes away some of the uh, that comes along with it. So often our people are, uh, what's the word, uh, are scared away by the over-dramatization. Right. You know what I'm saying? Of E5, hoodoo, voodoo, or the rest of it. Uh, even myself, as, as early as this year, did not know the term roots uh, referred to actual roots. 
you know, like of trees and herbs and things of that nature. Shout out to Mother for clarifying that for me. Uh, so when you hear somebody, all I knew was somebody done put some roots on you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had no clue. Uh, you know, I always thought really it was a rude. metaphor. Right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just even with that, uh, you know, and so my journey to E5 was, was kind of, um, you know, like a long winding road sort of. And I guess I'm not even an initiate. Uh, but what's funny about it, and just even hear what you're saying, you know, years ago I moved into an old house <laughs> that had a attic in it. When I say years ago, it had to be about 2005 maybe, something like that. Um, and had an old attic. And this was long before I practiced E5 knew anything about it. But for whatever reason, I felt the need to, to fill the room with mirrors, cut off all my hair, and burn it in there. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, it led you to do it. Oh, wow. Um, and now when I look back on it, I'm like, yo, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> right. Yeah. And you see, like we, we be so led to do these things that we don't even be knowing what we doing. Exactly. Uh, but it goes back to kind of what Cam was saying. Uh, we know, but we do not know. Uh, but even going back to the fact that thought exists without words or there is an original language, the language of thought, that is. Mm -hmm. um, and, and one of the things I liked about, you know, when I first got into Ifa or, you know, my uh, original Babalao, uh, you know, she comes from such a teacher standpoint because she'll tell her herself she's not really that, what's the word, magically inclined. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She literally reads the carol shells and the, I forget what they call the old dude, I guess, or something to that, to that effect. Um, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and so, damn, I feel like I lose my train of thought. Uh, no, on, no, that's perfect. Um, I was trying to think about what I liked about how she was talking. Oh, so she was, she led me into it in a way that, that allowed me, uh, similar to what Mother did. She doesn't talk about the differences. She talked about the similarities, yeah. uh, you know, to Ephi and everything. And she broke down how the, the Ephi is based on the Yoruba, who are people. You know what I'm saying? And Ephi was their way of life, their way of breaking down the different elements of the universe and God in a way in which they could understand and speak to and relate to. Uh, and in turn, you know, I do think, uh, yes, Whisper, uh, but I think it's a little deeper than that, though, because emotions are a funny thing. Uh, you know, you know, we've we've um, what I really appreciated about our ancestors is the fact that they understood or they were learning that everything in the universe is connected, right? We are all connected to the plants, to the trees, to the dirt. We have a hundred and something, 109, I believe, minerals that are in our body that are also in the ocean. Those same minerals that are also in the dirt, those same minerals that are also in the air that we breathe in on a day-to-day -day basis, right? Um, and what I really loved about Ifa as well is that Ifa teaches you how to heal your body using those elements. You know what I'm saying? It teaches you how to use herbs to refill what has been depleted from your energetic field or from your body or from your, you know, from your organs. It teaches you how to eat. It teaches you um, things that, you know, we were pretty much shy away from. And that's why I like to call these conversations demystifying conversations. Right. Because a, a lot of this stuff is mysterious. It's a mystery to some. It's a mystery to most. Oh, it's been purposely demonized as well. By yes. Your oppressor. Absolutely. Right. The, the very same thing or uh, magic against you or energy or whatever you want to call it. Knowledge. Absolutely. He said something when he said what he just said. Keep talking, Apollo. 
keep coming. Well, I don't want to get shot. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Richard Pryor told you best, though. It's the skit he did in the 70s where these white guys find a temple and it's full of all kind of Egyptian artifacts. And one of the first things the guy said, we can't let the niggas find out about this. <laughs> uh, you know what oh, I mean? So, at the end of the day, most of the stuff is hidden in plain sight. Uh, and it's not that we, we can't see. Most of us don't want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, because because it would then require energy and effort on your part to be responsible for the knowledge you now understand and have. Uh, so as they say, innocence, I mean innocence. Well, I guess innocence as well, but uh, more so ignorance is bliss. Innocence doesn't last long. You know, like, and then also, too, also, too, I like to say this a lot. Like, this life is like, you have to read, you have to study, you have to research. You can tell the people who are just in it for just to do work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you're supposed to, you have to enlighten yourself because we're increasing the collective consciousness. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, you. When you, when you, when you enlighten yourself, you, your vibration changes and collectively. Okay, so how, okay, I noticed, I noticed that there's a great, there's a big awakening like 2012. Every since then, look at, look at now how the supremacists have been brought to the forefront. Yes. Look at how their dirty ways have been put out. All that was hidden that they were doing is front street. Yes. They can't help it. And that's because the collective consciousness has risen so much that their old ways of trying to do stuff, they can't hide it no more. And so that's why their world of supremacy is starting to fall apart. And let's talk about how they got there. You know, the the biggest Um, way about how they got there is by using the same tools that they told us not to use. And so they were able to blind us. They were able to keep us docile. They were able to do certain things because we didn't understand how the world works. So I appreciate that, Cam, because we are in a web that feeds off of our energy. And just by y'all being in this room, we are raising the consciousness of the whole universe. I know it's hard to believe, but as long as you stay here and as much information as you gather, you are raising your consciousness. Go ahead, yeah. Apollo. Hey, Cam. Yeah. Oh, well, just add to what you were saying. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I agree. But the sad part is it's not necessarily that their, their powers of supremacy are crumbling. The battle between light and dark is coming to the forefront. Absolutely. And in fact, the powers that be are gaining in power as far as the physical world is concerned. Because uh, if you look around, they they, they, they dropping the mask now. Like, shit, yeah, he killed himself on suicide watching her by himself. And the yeah. camera was out. Right, <laughs> right. Like, oh, yeah? No lie. Damn, okay. Did y'all see Nancy Pelosi in there with the kids they cloth on kneeling? Yes, I did. Yes, <laughs> you know, I did. Like, yes, I did. You know, they found this member in New York the other day? The who? Oh, oh, yeah, fuck them nearly. The the tech CEO who's like the Elon Musk of, of technology, they found him dismembered and it and I'm when I say dismembered, head cut off, arms cut off, legs cut off in his hotel room and they said it was a professional job because it wasn't that much blood. Wait a minute, wasn't that much blood. I digress. I mean right. that's that's super interesting Don't if you know what you know. If you know what you know, right? So I've been I've been telling people about this one um documentary to watch called Above Majestic. And I choose this I choose this 
specific documentary because this is one of the only documentaries where they have talked about all of the hidden things on so many different levels. It's not focused on one battle that we're facing. It talks about all the different battles that we're facing as far as um, other planets, uh, as far as the solar system, as far as all of the people that are in power right now and how they use us and how the doctors are using our DNA. Um, all of those things are surrounded by spirituality because if we don't know nothing about it, then they can manipulate it as much as they possibly want to. It's when we start stepping in there. It's when we start stepping in our power and taking that shit back. Like how they about to have all them 45,000 indictments, how all that shit's about to come to light right now. So we're about to learn a lot about uh, pedophilia and, uh, and, and the importance of... Basically, we about to learn why it's important for us to know about our energy centers, why it's important for us to strengthen our fucking chakras and all of those other different things, why it's important for you to get in tune with your third eye and your intuition. All of those things are about to come to the forefront. Go ahead, y'all. I'm not sure if somebody, uh, anybody has researched the Council of Nicaea, but the Council of Nicaea was... Um, it was a, lot, a long time ago. There was a difference between just Christians and oh. Catholic Christians. And they came together to rewrite and change up the Bible so that it would go one way. That's one thing. So you can look that up on YouTube, all about the Council of Nicaea. That's N-I-C-A-E. Also, the Library of Alexandria. The Library Ooh, of Alexandria talk about was purposely destroyed because it had information and knowledge in it from the far corners of the world. So we're talking about the Persians, the Crusades were made about destroying uh, knowledge. Well, no, so if we cannot attain it, amass it, and assimilate it, we destroyed it. You see what I'm talking about? So that's how we got uh, holidays like Estoria, I mean Easter. Uh, you know what I'm saying, even Christmas, because those were people we were able to assimilate. Look at that. So, we just now, last year, realized that Columbus Day was. No, we didn't. What did Christopher Columbus do? Nothing for real. He just was a, a raper and a murderer who never uh, made it to America. Right. Or what we know is America. Amerigo Vespucci discovered America. We don't have Amerigo Vespucci. Amerigo Vespucci also did not discover America. But uh, uh, the, the sad part about it was that the, the winter of wars write history. You know, one of the best books I've read, which was fiction, was uh, 1984 by George Orwell. He basically breaks down the play for you uh, of, of Big Brother. You know what I'm saying? He does it so well that it's scary because in 1950, he was able to predict flat screen TVs and two-way talking. Uh, you know, let's uh, talk about that too because um, the book of Notre Dame is, I read that book when I was in sixth grade. You feel me? And when I read the book of no Notre Dame, you couldn't tell me that he was lying. Now, what I've found is that those predictions were based off of mathematical um there, it was some mathematical stuff that was happening there, right? So if you know enough about astrology and if you know enough about the planets, then you understand that when they come into our solar system, the energy that they're beaming down and that energy and how it affects us as people because the, the planets do affect us. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's something that we don't too much think about or talk about. Um, one story that... um. No, no, no. It's going to be real quick. One story that I learned from a, uh, a magician, he was doing a show... 
and he was telling us about how I forgot what what uh, ancient culture, maybe the Indian culture, who tells this story about how um, the reason why we're in so much chaos is because when the Big Bang happened, um, there was like a piece of energy that that connected us all as one, right? And it exploded, and it exploded into fragments all around the wor world. And it's based on us. Like it's it's up to us to pick up those fragments or ignite that fragment to learn more and to better ourselves, to learn more about ourselves. And I thought that that was a pretty interesting thing, you know what I'm saying, to, to know. Because each culture believes in a different story about who we are and why we're here, but they all tell the same story. Yeah, just from a different, just from a different um, aspect. Go ahead, Apollo. I'm sorry. No, I'm changing headphones for one second. Okay, my bad. I know I was cutting you off. Um, no, no, no. Uh, the funny thing, you want to cut me off, and uh, I was actually just adding to what you were saying about the planets and the cosmos. Uh, oftentimes, a lot of the stuff is right before our eyes, as I was saying. If the moon <laughs> can mm. pull the tides of the entire ocean, and your body is 70% water, come on now. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> 70% water, but how many of us don't even drink water? That's the crazy thing. I know a girl who told me straight up she will never drink water because it's nasty. She told me the only thing she will ingest is Pepsi. I said, damn, shorty, your pH balance must be high as fuck. What the fuck do you smell like down there? You know what I'm saying? Like, all you drink is Pepsi? The fuck? How does information flow? How do you even um, harness information? You can't harness information if you're not drinking water. I'm just saying. I mean, well, here's the thing. Even people who don't drink water get water because, like I said, it's in everything. Even if Pepsi has a certain amount of water in it. Uh, but it also leaves you dehydrated at the same time. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, dehydrated, full of acid. I mean, all kind of other <laughs> health. So if you can clean a battery with Pepsi or Coca-Cola, imagine what it's doing to your stomach lining. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yes, you lived about 46. <laughs> and that's not even funny, but it's for real. It really is for real. Um, Come on, the door, ladies. What are some other things that I wanted to touch on? Because we have a few more minutes. We, we started a little bit late, but we do have a few more minutes. And I really wanted to um, make sure that we answer questions. So if there's anybody that's in here that has any questions, please be sure to drop them down below. Um, I have to start another episode. Real Ready, but it just took me a really long time to connect the dots. So I'm going to be talking to Thank God, on the same track. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I think sometimes that's what a lot of us need because we feel drawn to certain things and we don't know why, but we don't have nobody to kind of expound upon, you know, that thing that we're going through or that, that battle that we might be facing. So thank you for sticking around and tuning in. Um, even though you know a lot of the stuff we were talking about, I really appreciate you. Um, and aside from Cam being a practitioner of Ifa, we also have Mubba who is our family founder here who practices um, hoodoo. And so, um, Mubba, if you are uh, feeling willing to talk a little bit about what hoodoo is, because again, it's almost like Ifa. So if you want to talk a little bit about that for us, that would be amazing. Mubba. I'm sorry, I had myself on mute because I ain't gonna uh -huh. lie, I was over here asleep. Um, <laughs> 
but I'm sorry. Uh, but hoodoo, hoodoo is uh, a practice um, of our ancestors. It was what they used to to survive throughout. What is that? A glow stick, girl. And for my <laughs> listeners, you know, we over here, y'all can't see the screen, but on Beagle, you could toss these dope gifts, right? And somebody's tossing uh, glow sticks at mother. So right in dead middle of her conversation, she sees all the gifts flying. And they're new gifts. Every month we get new ones. But that, that's just a little update, y'all. Please download Beagle. Please follow Divine 8. I will put y'all on to anybody else on the app that y'all need to know. Follow Divine 8. All right, go ahead, mother. What is hoodoo? So it is a practice that um, that was created by our ancestors as a means to survive. Uh, they could not practice voodoo or any magical uh, practice in front of the slave masters or slave owners. Therefore, they had to create a way where they could do work or um, create magic in front of uh, the slave masters so that the slave masters would not know it was spiritual work. Wow. Thank you for that. And, and see, this is, again, why there are so many different religious sects, because as our ancestors were moved from here and there and all over the place, they had to find different ways to cover up all of these things. And, and not even only that, um, it causes a lot of confusion at this point, because a lot of us didn't understand what was going on. And I believe we talked about this, Apollo, and I think all of us kind of have talked about how, you know, back in the days, uh, our ancestors had to talk down to their sons. They had to talk down to the men in their family because if you talked good about them, then that means that, you know, the uh, slave owners will come and, you know, hurt your fam. They will, they will harm them. And, and so um, that's, that's the same reason why our ancestors have done that. Um, you know, I hear a lot of people always say, how come, you know, if this is true, our ancestors didn't leave this and our ancestors didn't leave that. Well, clearly y'all haven't heard about the caves in Egypt, okay? Y'all haven't heard about the drawings on the walls in several different countries because they gave us the first, um, they gave us some of the first recordings in history ever. And ever. Everything, everything yeah. whether, whether, whether they want to recognize it or talk about it, is based off of Africa. Everything, even even because um, I was a music major at ODU, even um, Gregorian chant, classical music, all music comes from African drum rhythm. And all they did is they took the rhythms and they elongated the sounds and they looked tough. So then you became, now you have tones. And so that's why, you know, if you uh, ever heard, you guys go listen to some Gregorian chant. That's like the first, like, not to be funny, but like the first white people who is like Gregorian chant. And right. um, it, it, it's just all rhythm, but it's tones. And so everything, the culture, the music, our food, everything mostly comes from, they, they even fried chicken, fried chicken, and come to food, they say, oh, this is our food. No, that's black people's food. That's our culture. We was frying chicken in those big houses. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So, Absolutely. And they try to they take it all. They take it all. And that's partly our fault. So. That, that is partly our fault. Um, one of the things that I would love for us to move away from is um, I think that we connect a lot with slavery. 
Um, and I think that we need to let all of that anger and that anguish go when it comes to that, because it's not allowing us to move in a positive direction. Um, what I see, what happens is a lot of the time people get knowledge and they get to a certain extent and then they stop. And then all of a sudden they become angry hoteppers. Please do not be an angry hoteppers because you're not doing anything for the culture. You know what I'm saying? If you're not teaching in order to elevate, you're doing absolutely nothing but keeping us further and further behind. Well, we need to learn how to heal that shit so that we can become stronger to fight what's ahead of us. But if we keep trying to fight this or if we keep holding on to this shit that happened to our ancestors a long time ago, listen, they died. They died for us to live. They didn't die for us to continue to hold on and harbor this anger and anguish that we feel. We got to use the information in order to empower us to move forward. And so that is always my goal when having these conversations is how to learn how to move forward. That's what all spirituality is about. It's teaching you how to keep yourself from feeling anguish. It's teaching you how not to be um, depressed. It's teaching you how not to do that by accepting who you are. So let's accept the past for what it was. Let's accept it for what it was so that we can move forward and create uh, and create, you know, something better for our people, for our children. I want to be able to to not teach my kids about slavery. I want to teach my fucking kids about how to move forward here. And I don't mean not teach them about, you know, history, but not just not so much on a high level. They have to know about it. But, you know, I'm with you. Right. But even in what you're saying, I sense a certain level of hostility and anger, so to speak. And as I tell people, there's always a happy medium. Or as my mentor used to tell me, uh, sometimes in order to get people to a certain level, you have to go to where they are. Because it may be slightly easier for you to reach down than for them to, than for them to pull up. themselves up. Yeah, uh, and I, and think so there's I, I do agree with what you're saying. And so I think there's a happy medium because Sankofa speaks to uh, learning from the past in order to not repeat it, so on and so forth. Uh, so I get what you're saying. So there can't be a certain level of harboring and existing in the past with that same emotion. But as I tell people often, you have to be able to look back on the past without said emotions and see the logic and see the the areas for correction or see where there are similar things still persisting that we can work on because we, we can't turn a blind eye to some of that mentality still existing today. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's very true. That's very true. A big problem is they still haven't relinquished the power, the wealth. They haven't given that's true. Like, that. Well, it's a, it's a happy medium there too, Cam, because yeah, you yeah. can't necessarily relinquish wealth to a bunch of fucking idiots. You know what I'm saying? You can't relinquish wealth to somebody who's not financially literate right. because they don't understand the first things about keeping said wealth. Uh, there's been a nice amount of wealth redistribution over the last four months. But what's going to happen with that wealth, most of these people can't wait to give it back. Right. Uh, and they're going to run out here doing so in droves. So we're actually going to have an economic boom here in about maybe three months. And it'll probably last a year and a half uh, before the next big bust. Uh, yeah. But the thing about it is, so the onus and responsibility still falls back on us. More times than not, when I get in these activist type conversations or whatever, uh, I end up often being alienated because I'm like divine in this. The responsibility falls on no other culture to correct us but us. Uh, In fact, just talking about what somebody else did to us does nothing for us if we don't have any solutions for correcting the trauma that was caused by said action. Uh, And then once you correct said trauma, you then begin to 
ideals to become that whole super person, so to speak. Uh, mm-hmm. But even that is a process and a path. But the strength comes from, as you said, Cam, the process and the path, because the process and the path is the workout, is the conditioning, is the learning, is the growing, the enlightenment. And so, you know what I'm saying? It, it's all uh, a part of uh, the tapestry, uh, you know, or the masterpiece that is you. Absolutely. And you know what? Um, I, I, and I don't want what I said to be taken the wrong way because I'm thinking about how angry I did sound. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, at the end of the day, again, like Apollo said, you have to be willing to address certain traumas. And I think that that sums up a lot of uh, the anguish that we that we feel um, and the weight that we feel is that, you know, we have not learned how to address certain traumas. Like, you know, a lot of us don't even know that we have triggers. You know, a lot of us are, you know, when people are upset with me and mean with me and angry and angry with me, um, I accept the fact that they might have some triggers that I had no idea about that I must have pressed a button or hit a trigger that they just can't seem to get themselves out of that moment. Um, But a lot of the times we're afraid to look at it and address it as such, because then that means that you have to let that behavior go once you address it and are aware of it. And it's hard to do. It really is. Um, I mean, I had to lock myself away from people. Uh, I don't know if anybody. Hold on, I don't know what that sound is coming from. Um, it might be me because I'm in the car. Oh, okay, you good, you good. Um, what was I about to say? Um, what was I talking about, Apollo? Totally freaking forgot that quick. Yes, baby. Yes, there you go. Um, but anyways, thank you guys for tuning in with me. I got about three more minutes left. So if there's any people that are in the comments that have questions that want to close close this out by us answering questions, please let me know. And to all of our listeners right now, thank you for tuning in to Get Into It Radio with your girl Divine Revelation. What up, though? All right, y'all. Any closing statements or questions? These times that we're going through right now, just be mindful, be careful, do your work, go within. Like, there's always going to be time for party, there's always going to be time to fun. Go within yourself, do this work right now because soon we're all going to come into this new world. That's what we're in right now, is this big transition. Earlier, the, the dark, the, the battle between dark and light, um, between truth and lies, and um, this battle is happening. So, if you do this work right now and make these sacrifices um, to, to better yourself and focus on some internal things, okay, we don't, we can't really go out right now. So, you can be building your business, building your hobby, building a craft, working on your health that you want to do. Start some, initiate some new things right now. You know, um, and, and once all of this goes past us, we'll be in this new world and we'll be so much more better prepared. Absolutely. Um, to, handle, to handle said things, like Apollo said, this wealth, how do we manage it? This, uh, our community, how do we better it? And so that's what right now we could be reading a book, we could be looking at this and looking at that. Absolutely. Uh, I know how to get done with it, because I, I live with me. I, I know, man. Only the people living, man, know how to do that. Yeah. Dinero. Uh, what you talking about? What you guys talking about, man? How to train up the goddamn hood. Oh, okay. Thank you very oh, much. Advice, man. Can I give you guys my advice? What's up, brother? 
You put the goddamn brothers, man, man, cops in the goddamn same goddamn area, man. Yeah, you know me, Mexican over there, man, white over there, man. We ain't got that goddamn problem, man. I'll make some goddamn robocops, man. But you don't want that done right away, man, because... I'm sorry, De Niro. You are cutting into showtime. I didn't understand anything he was saying. So sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much, Big Worm. Thank you. I appreciate you. Whisper said, um, what did you say? You said, oh, looking at self and letting go of triggers. Looking at self and letting go of triggers. Yeah, how you doing? We're recording the show right now, so y'all gotta be quiet. Because at first I was confused by all of this, but once I started talking with the ancestors about it, this is they kept telling me like this is time for you. Like basically, I am still able to have my money. Is everything coming in? I have everything I need. But like I can't go out. That was one of my biggest and bigger things to do. But I can't go out, and so now it's time for me to go within and fix myself to do more work. When you say, oh, you know, I can't do this, I got to work. Oh, I couldn't do this, I got to work. Oh, man, I'm tired from work. Now we all sitting around, a lot of us anyway, and we have so much time to really go within. I spent so much time in front of my ancestors. So just, you know, I just just pray Godspeed for everybody and everybody can um, really work on themselves. Hey, just sidebar, everybody, you get a chance, go see if you can find a shotgun online and then come back and talk to me. Yeah. Oh, See if you can find a tactical shotgun or any type of tactical rifle, any of them, anywhere. See if you can find one. And then ask yourself, why is nobody talking about this? Uh, yeah. So, just real quick, De Niro actually said some shit. He actually said some shit. I didn't hear anything um, that he said. So, please, I, enlighten me. I've, I've had the experience of, of dealing with the mentally ill uh, or just being inside of a uh, crazy facility on, on, on a couple of occasions. Not necessarily for myself, uh, but I've, I've had a lot of experience there. And oftentimes when these people are outside of their right mind, as people call it, they're in something else. Yeah, uh, my mother, I agree. Uh, right before she ran down the street naked in the rain, Hi, Priya. Uh, came was yelling out a bunch of crazy shit, but then she yelled out about four or five things that I actually did that there's no way possible she should have known that I did. Because, it, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it was I say that I kind of... I say that all the time. Uh, I say that all the time. People that are listening some of them are just touched in a certain way because a lot of times, like when you were talking about your empathy growing, your empathic abilities growing, um... It, a lot of times you do feel a little crazy. You're like, is this real? And then once you, once you gain experience with it, and you start to realize, like, oh, this shit is real. Like, that's, that's what it. Exactly. But for me, I know question is real. I don't know what's going on. So I know I'm feeling something. I just don't know who it's from sometime or even, like, is it the environment? Is it me? Is You know what I'm saying? But uh, back to De Niro, he mentioned RoboCops, uh, segregation, and Mexicans. Oh, you see what I'm saying? Wow. Oh, yeah. All I heard so, was RoboCops. <laughs> well, but the RoboCops was in regards to how we're going to clean up the hood. And he said, you take police and black people, put them in one place, Mexican, put them in another. He said, or you can introduce a RoboCop, but you don't want to do that too fast. Well, here's the thing. They're trying, they're, they're literally making exoskeletons. They they got like, they're making (laughs) a RoboCop, so to speak. And, you know, that's why companies like, uh, 
uh, Google bought uh, Modern Dynamics because they make robots, like big boy robots. Y'all seen the picture of the little robot shooting a gun and people running up, hitting it, and it's still able to aim and shoot again? Yep. Uh, yep. well, if you get a chance, look up that on YouTube. It's a robot that they, they hit. And, you and know, that motherfucker jumped and he runs Start shooting again. You know what I'm saying? The people run in front of it, it stops shooting, which means it knows between people and targets. Or, but I noticed in the video, all the people were white too. Right, so, right. Um, and you know, that's that's super you know deep. Um, because a lot of stuff going on. No such thing is wrong um, you know, that's deep because um, I think that we talk about this too a lot about how we have given computers their own brain or how just computers are just like humans, right? They're out here, they're gathering information, they're learning how to talk, they're learning how to uh, gather information, they're learning all these different things about us, about being human, about emotion. And what's gonna happen once all of that information is gathered? You know, the computer is a, a big ass brain that has almost the same process as we have. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that we understand that um, we are all coded. Like, what's that movie with um, what's that movie with the red pill and the blue pill? How can I not? The Matrix. Just like how the Matrix told us that we're like a coded program. If you don't know anything about geneticism. Um, our DNA is like a coded program full of numbers, full of zeros and ones and twos and three. You know what I'm saying? That's our genetic code, you know, and that's what the universe is is built up off of. And so when they start making these computers to mimic human activity, we got to be careful and we have to be um, informed. Think about it like this, too. Uh, they already have biomechanical, uh, what do they call it, the... Um uh, the parts for amputees, like the arms and the legs, meaning that the arms they can attach and then attach sensors that can your brain can move the fingers. Um, Big Worm just oh, said yeah. something super interesting. He said they stole the matrix from a black woman. And he also oh, yeah. said the human body is just a computer. And yes, we are. We are literally just skin. Um, I mean, literally, that's how, that's how the nervous system works. Yeah, I mean, black woman won a billion dollar lawsuit for uh, writing the matrix and the terminators. And the Terminator. Oh, yeah, the same person. Coincidence. And I'm going to tell you, you know, um, Whisper just said something pretty interesting. She said, I've been flooded with information for the last few months now. This is super interesting because in 2012, I actually, my family put me in a nutty home. They put me in a nutty home um, because I don't know, you know, exactly everything around what happened in 2012. But there was a huge influx of information that was being in downloaded into a lot of us. And I was getting so much information downloaded into me that I was trying to, um, you, I don't know what the movie is with Jim Carrey in it, but he was going crazy trying to figure out these numbers and nobody understood him because, 23. oh, 23. Um, I was just like that. I was just like that when it came to the numbers and not even only that, I was writing stories and these stories were happening. Like I would write these stories down, like they were in my consciousness. I would write them down, and like a week later, the shit would happen. And so I was being downloaded with information, and my family thought I was a nut. They thought I was a nut. You feel me? You know what's funny? Uh, the Great Awakening. The Great. Uh, let's call it the Great Awakening. Yes. So you remember uh, when I said I was talking Mendoza? Yeah. Mendoza calls it an Omega Download moment. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because what's funny, I you gotta was, not show that on the camera. You gotta go, bro. You already breaking yeah. all the rules, man. Clown, peace, peace. Uh, uh, 
But um, so I was sitting outside during an eclipse one night, and some weird shit happened. And I was explaining to Madoza what happened, and he broke broke it down. As far as, but in that case, he said I was actually witness, uh, you know, to the Omega download moment or whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, but just even hearing what y'all talking about, uh, you know, I've oftentimes felt like, you know, we have access to infinite amount of knowledge, wisdom, and information. You know, I make jokes. If y'all notice with some of the stuff I say, I tell you, I, I don't know what that shit means either sometimes. Well, that's uh, all. Um, if you want to access that, that's called the Akashic Records. The Akashic Records, yes. You can get there. You can get there by meditating, and you will receive a bunch of downloads about life. And just like even right now, like Trump and them, Trump and them were trying to do the same exact thing that they've always been doing, but because of this shift in the consciousness, it's front street, and so they can't hide it. Even look at him now trying to bail all his homies out of federal prison. Well, I mean, he's not trying. He is though. Like he's actually doing it. You know what I mean? But we see, but we see it now. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing, though, brother. It, it actually so 1971, Richard Nixon. You know what I mean? America. Uh, so somebody else was talking about seven year cycles. Where there's a book called oh, yeah. Synchronicity Key that talks about lots of cyclical cycles. There's hundred year cycles, ten year cycles, generational cycles, seven year cycles. Well. If you look at the difference between, I mean, all the similarities between JFK and Abraham Lincoln, for example, they both were followed by the same presidents with the same last name. They were both killed on Friday. Like, it's so many, like, they were exactly 100 years apart. It's, it's yeah. so much crazy. They both, they, their mission was basically surrounded by the black guy. Uh, but it gets deeper because uh, uh, JFK actually wanted to put us back on a standard, but he was going to take us to a silver standard, you know what I'm saying, which would have stopped this finite currency thing we got going on. Right. Well, fast forward to 1971. Richard Nixon. Uh-huh, go ahead. Uh, Richard Nixon took us off the gold standard right before he was impeached or whatever. Well, he actually uh, resigned. But anyway, he took us off the gold standard, which knock the dollar off by 12% or some craziness. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Fast forward, you know, because he clearly was a crook. Fast forward to Trump. Other than us coming off the gold standard, the next biggest financial thing that has been done is what Trump did that nobody talks about. He rewrote our entire tax code, which hasn't been done in 50, 60 years. That's huge. Mm. Not only that, all the stuff he's doing with this trade stuff, it's killing the dollar. They're knocking the bottom out of the dollar right now. Oh, all these $10,000, $20,000 they just handing out to people, they're knocking the bottom out of the dollar. So like I said, they repeat certain plays to accomplish certain things on an international level. And unfortunately, because most of us only pay attention to our regional economy, much less a national or international economy or just uh, not even the economy, but more so like the ecosystem and just how somebody else's culture affects ours. Um, and they're they're changing things. So like out of World War Two, we got the the uh, the uh, World Bank and the IMF or the uh, International Monetary Fund. I don't know what's next, but there are a group of people that don't want the dollar, for example, to, to control oil because right now oil is traded in the dollar. But like places like China, Saudi Arabia, they not with that. They they really want that shit to stop. Trump has taken us out of the World Health Organization. He's taken us out of the fucking climate control shit. He's taken us out of uh, 
one other thing. So long story short, we're becoming more and more alienated, basically leading us to what? World War Three. So I'll stop right there. Um, can y'all hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. All right, I'm just trying to interject and let y'all know about this news that I'm reading with Trump and the disclosure, the alien disclosure. Yes, give it to me, Worm. Yes, go ahead. That there was no aliens in Roswell, that they were time-traveling humans. Thank you. Thank you. See, I didn't hear that. Well, see, that makes sense then, though. Watch above majestic. The started the Space Force last October. Last, last December. Go, continue. So, they were saying that when those space travelers arrived in Roswell, through the Mandela effect, pay attention to what's going on. So, now they're saying that there's a war between the two timelines. From when the timelines split. Keep the timeline. We on an alternate timeline with Trump as president, as far as Richard Nixon even being president and JFK. People are saying that's a split timeline. That's why they killed JFK to try to rectify the timeline. Well, you know, JFK was actually about to start telling us the truth about what was happening. He was going to tell us about the war between the different time zones, the, the the different time traveling thing. That's what's leaking out now about this Mandela effect or the, uh, the butterfly effect and how the time travel. Well, see, what's interesting about that, too, though, is because let me ask y'all something. How did and why wow, this is interesting. How did Evil Knievel die? Because y'all know what the Mandela effect is, right? Yeah. Things that, that you know in the past that happened a certain way. You look back and history says it's different. So I ask again, how did Evil Knievel die? I don't even know. Did he have an accident? Yeah, that, I thought jumping the fucking Grand Canyon. I was a hundred percent sure Evil Knievel hey, died jumping the Grand Canyon. Anybody else know? Anybody? Else oh, doing a stunt. Whisper just said doing a stunt. No, if you look it up now, it says he died of fucking kidney disease. But I'm a hundred percent sure right. that growing up, I knew. Because I live like, you know what I'm saying? I was old enough to remember this shit. Yeah, he died. Yeah. Look it up now. History says different. You know, that's interesting too, because another thing that's going to come to the forefront is about cloning, about how they clone humans and how, you know, you know, you go to the doctor and they take all these vials of blood and you're like, why the fuck did you need this? You didn't give me no information and you just took my blood. They're doing a lot of things that have to do with cloning humans. And so a lot has been said about Hitler. Is he alive or is he really dead? Because once they have gotten um, the technology to take your consciousness and take to take your consciousness, your memories, the things that you know from your body and transfer that shit to another body, then you know shit is getting real. Well, here's the thing. They're already working on what they call head transplants in uh, China. And yes, so they are. Exactly what you're talking about. Yes, that is exactly what I'm talking about. A soul transplant. That's what they told you on Avatar. You saw yes. Avatar at the movie. The dude jumped souls into another body without no machine. Right. And see, this is this is this is so dope to talk about. Black Lives Matter all day, all day. Reincarnated with someone with the with compatible DNA. Exactly. 
Yes, y'all, you know, we really got to talk more about this. I really would love if everybody would watch Above Majestic so we can come back on and do this again. Uh -huh. Because, um, again, Above Majestic just has so much information in it. Uh, you know, one thing that I... ...planets out there in this universe. I'm always talking about all these things. And this movie pulled it out, right? So th what they talked about is how NASA is the reason why we're in debt. Because they have been doing so much... Um, I guess biochemical work and uh, so much cloning that there are actually seven Earths, not one, but there are seven Earths. And he talked about how they had uh, been using, they had been using people in the military to time travel. So people are in the military time traveling. They probably not even aware that they're fighting battles against time. Marshmallow, no, I don't have time for you, baby. I don't. They don't even know what time is yet. So. You know, I mean, you know, time, well, time doesn't exist. That's what I'm saying. Like they don't have, they can't measure a particle of time. They don't know if time only goes one way. If time goes forward and right. backward, time runs the same way in multi dimensions. So they could, technically, they could technically be hopping dimensions. Yes, that part. They could be, you know what I'm saying? The wormholes, they don't know if the wormhole transports you forward or backward in time or sideways in time to another dimension at the same parallel time. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That's what Absolutely. So I'll be reading all the scientific journals that the scientists get money from the governments to do the yes. research. That uh, I suggest you read one called The Holographic Universe. Oh, I've read that. And you know what? what's interesting, too, is that... Um, when they were talking about those seven planets, they were saying how they were using children, like how they um, so-called abduct children, that they were taking these children from one earth and putting them on another earth. They literally yep. talked about how you can transport from here to another planet using a submarine, how they use submarines to have people live in the water so that they get used to not, gra not having gravity, so that they can be up in um space for six months at a time and they know how to live like that because they've been practicing in water some people will argue that's how the earth was populated somebody came here and put some kids here and then them kids populated this earth and that that would make sense to me honestly that would make more sense to me than uh than the stories that they try to fill our minds with to be honest with you that makes more sense to me than the bible you know what I'm saying? It really absolutely does. It makes more sense because we still don't know why we're here and where the fuck we came from. I still feel like I'm in a fucking foreign place. You know what I'm saying? I still feel that way. So, you know, when they talked a lot about, like our ancestors talk about um, aliens and I don't think that they were talking about aliens. They talked about giants and, and tall people and big people and all of these other different things. And I'm always like, well, where the fuck did they go? Where the fuck are they? Where are their remains? Where you at looking all serious with that damn face mask on? You look like you about to go fight famine. One of the theories is they all went underground to the hollow earth because the surface of the earth is too volatile over time. So to survive long term, they... You know, that makes me think about uh, Antarctica. They talk a lot about... I was about to say that's why you see uh that's why you see honeybees in Antarctica, but it ain't no nothing for them to pollinate. Right. 
right? You know, Antarctica is an interesting place because again, um, there have been so many rumors about Antarctica. I mean, they've talked about Antarctica being a place where um, there's a hole in the ground and reptilians live in this hole, right? Do I believe it's reptilians? I really don't know. Um, but I do believe that there are some motherfuckers that are populating Antarctica. Uh, interesting thing. I watched Wonder Woman. Okay. Wonder Woman blew my fucking mind. I love that shit because it talks about this island of women. It's nothing but women on this island. And these women have this power to do certain things or that they can protect certain people, right? They were only trying to protect themselves over there. I always see that as being like a little Antarctica, honestly. Um, what's up, twin? No, but I was going to say uh, a lot of scientists now are speculating that the moon is hollow. Mm. Because of the, the weight that they measure doesn't match the gravitational pull. So they're saying that the moon is hollow and that whatever lives on the dark side of the moon actually lives inside the moon, which is why the moon is exactly the perfect shape. Because you realize we can never really find out the circumference of a circle, right? Right. Right. Because you got by the the diameter by I mean the radius by pi, you know what I'm right. saying? The number. So you never can get an exact number for the radius of a circle. But somehow the moon perfectly covers the sun. Do you know the mathematic calculations this shit takes to come up with a moon that would perfectly cover the sun and put it right in the exact place that right. it would cover the perfectly 10 feet back or 10 feet forward it ain't covering that shit perfect absolutely i do absolutely and you know that's that's super important because even in above majestic y'all please watch that shit even in above majestic they were talking about how uh there were and the guy who was actually in here that testified on this, he was a drug addict. And he became a drug addict because of what they were doing to his fucking mind, right? Uh, but right after he testified and he spoke about this on video, he ended up dead. But what he was saying is that um, he was on a he was on a spaceship. He uh, They flew up on, on the moon or they flew up on Mars. I believe he said it was the moon. He said, then we're, we're over the moon and all we could see is like this crater-like surface. And he said, all of a sudden, um, a portion of the moon opened and then you can go inside of it. And then there's a whole city inside. So basically, the moon has been uh, built in a way where it's kind of like a secret entrance that you have to be able to find. Um, you have to be able to radio in on the people that are actually on the inside to let them know, hey, I'm on the outside of the door. Can you please signal me so I can see the entrance? the same thing with the earth they can get in through the submarines or you can get into a plane through the north pole or the south pole because in the in the big scheme of, in the big scheme of things in space surface is volatile a comet is eventually going to hit you there's eventually going to be an extinction level event the only way to avoid extinction is to get away from the surface hundreds of miles away from the surface and then nothing will change for you when the outside of the earth is freezing you're good right right anything with the moon or any other planet where you want to survive everything gets bombarded with shit from outside big facts big facts yep. 
why we don't ride on the hood of the car. Why we ride in the goddamn car. <laughs> Oh my God, this has been so awesome. I just want to thank everybody for being here. Thank you, Worm. Thank you, um, Twin Soul. Thank you, Mimi. Thank you, everybody, for being in. And to my listeners, thank you guys so much for tuning in to get into a radio for another episode. I hope that some of the information that you stumbled upon um, while listening to this show, I hope that it pushes you to research. Please research, read, watch documentaries, pay attention to trends. Pay attention to how people disappear after they begin to tell you the truth about the universe that you live in. Pay attention because it's happening every day. Again, I thank you and I appreciate you for tuning in to Get Into It Radio with your girl, Divine Revelation. Have a great day. Peace, love, and light.